Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome along to the Wise Men's Here podcast, as <coughs> featured on Netflix. We are... Um, <laughs> that after, was a genuine uh, cough then. <laughs> so yeah, that was well disguised. After, well. after going slightly off track with the shows we've been doing, back to talk about a game of football. A game of football that Sunderland have won, because after watching those episodes of Sunderland Till I Die, I nearly forgot that we've actually been playing well this season, and things are looking up after all. The only team in, in the English leagues to have scored in every game, one game before Christmas, and we've only lost once in the league all season. Joining me, Stephen Goldsmith, Gareth again. Hi. And we are with James Copley, one of the protagonists of the new reaction show that we've been Hello. bringing you. You okay? The one the journal on football manager types, James brings the better ones. <laughs> yeah, I try, I do try. <laughs> Trying very well. Very, very trying. <laughs> I love Supreme Head Show. Martin McFadden is with us too, or we are with him. Because we are in the new space of Supreme, have acquired and refurbished next to the old premises. So it used to be Jones Cuff for people and who might remember st- that. And one. also the Stadium Delight, but now it's <coughs> called the Roger End Cafe, which is weirdly opposite the Roger End. Mm. Newly named Roger End. Yeah. But it's, uh, I'm sure people have, have looked at images on, on social media and stuff, but it's like a nice little cafe area with old memorabilia, big prints of old. I love Supreme issues and mm. a carbon cut out of a, an ex player. A carbon cut out? A carbon Not, not Ruben Rube Abdullah. Uh, yeah, it's Han Solo um, <laughs> in carbonite in the corner <laughs> in a Sunderland kid. He was a massive Labs fan, Han Solo, like, to be fair. Was he? Calrissian was a uh, mag. Oh, there you go. I don't yeah. get these. I used to see him at, like, Cambridge away every other season. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. We won a game of football. Do you want to know who the... There's four teams in the football league, in the whole football league, um, who have lost one or fewer games. Um, obviously, Sunderland are one of them. Do you know who the other three are? Is Portsmouth one? No. No. Mm. Man City. Man City have Liverpool. lost once. Liverpool have lost none. And there's one team that you'll never get. I'm only interested in Sunderland. Is, <laughs> are, are there other football teams available? Yeah, they are, apparently. <laughs> not as good, though. They're in, no. league, they're in league two. Uh, no, oh. I don't know who's doing well no. in that league, to be honest. I'm just getting used to League One. I haven't looked <laughs> yeah. that far down. They're not even doing that well. It's Mansfield. Well, they're, draw, um, they're like 10th or something like draw that. Draw specialists. Yeah, I think they've drawn mm. 11 games. Didn't Lee Clark do that when he was Huddersfield manager? Yeah. They went on like a 25 game unbeaten run, but they were like drawn over yeah, 50% of the them. Sack, yeah. It's too much Lee Clark for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, uh, yeah just, I, I thought I'll have a look because I'm sad. And uh, yeah, I was surprised to see because I thought we must be the only team in the in the football league, like the EFL, if you want to call it, um, 
that has probably only lost one game so far this season, um, and, and there was only one other in Mansfield. So, but we've been rubbish apparently. You know, Glad Mansfield crap, are back so. in the league. So we, back in the day, we used to have some good nights in Mansfield on the way home. We tend if we were yeah. there playing in the Midlands or somewhere further south, we would tend to stop at Mansfield on the way back. Yeah, it's a good pit stop. Funny enough, when the last time we were in this league, we had an important game against Mansfield. I think it was a game in hand midweek. We beat them four-one. Eric Gates scored a couple at least, I think. We had like a massive Sunderland following on an open terrace, and it was very. Mm. It was kind of one of those games where you, you've got to keep on winning. But if you win that one, then the you, it's not mathematical. But you kind of mm. like we're going up now. Yeah. That was a big night at Mansfield, and there was quite a lot of chanting about the minus strike. <laughs> <laughs> Still fresh in people's minds. Yeah, very it was topical at the time, or well, more topical perhaps. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Somebody s- drilling in the background. <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the someone, someone making me. A, 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 Cappuccino <laughs> available from the Roger End Cafe. <laughs> uh, Sunderland win the game two one. A game reminiscent, I thought, of our early games when the opposition, Bristol Rovers in this case, come at us at full pelt, um, but just couldn't sustain the energy levels. And in the end, our quality just come through. I think. Yeah, I thought they were pretty good. They done like, homework, yeah, didn't they? Because they when um, when Madger, when Gooch um, got the ball, and McGeady, they they crowded round to try and limit their space and not a lot of teams have done that this season yeah and obviously like you say they came at us and, and, they, and they got that early goal they could have scored another one could have scored another one either sides to be fair quite a lot is he making you a coffee or? well he is making us a coffee is that I wish he'd hurry up yeah it's, <laughs> he's, he's trying to escape like we're blocking him in <laughs> yeah. and uh, oh that was some oh, sitter before they the scored wasn't yeah, it yeah it was wasn't it oh god there was some comments thrown around when he missed that they missed um, a a real good header in the second half as well. Um, I've seen the record. They're pretty much the only chance of the second half. Um, I was just getting a bit annoyed about people mourning after. I know it's a bit rich come for me, but people <laughs> like mourning about like every game. We're like we've lost one game and people we didn't play well. I don't think we played well. I, I wouldn't say we I think that's comfort enough for me that we're playing not playing well and still winning. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, don't think we, I, don't, I don't think we played well. Don't get me wrong, I'd rather just, play it, well. We, we got through on sh- because our players are better than theirs. But at if the you think about sometimes it, that shines through. But if you think about it, like there was two changes to the defence that they wouldn't have chosen, and then also a keeper went off like during the game, which like in the past would probably be enough excuse for us to lose four nil. Well, last season anyway. Mm. Well, Although I guess whoever came on, <laughs> whoever came on, probably would have been just as <laughs> yeah. bad as whoever Th- went this off. This was actually well, what? just touched James's knee. Sorry, one of about that. one of the uh, one of too uncomfortable. One of the occasions when um, <laughs> this documentary was referenced in the match actually was when <clears throat> Robin Reuter came on, and a couple of people I got here around me saying, "Oh, I wish I didn't watch that now." Before he like with him coming on because it highlighted how bad our keepers were last season, didn't it? So people were going into the game refreshing. He was probably the best of the three, to be fair. So there was that. If you were going to keep one, yeah. Yeah. His his finger was a bit nasty, wasn't it? His finger injury. Yeah, it looked looked, um, quite wrong. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a bad finger. That yes, is ba- bad, bad finger. finger. <laughs> what is the band that were on Apple Records with the Beatles? That that coffee machine's losing this. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to work? M- might have to be some editing done in this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did say would it be all right, and you said 
I didn't know it would you do that. Realise it was Apollo yeah, 13. Yeah, well, I, haven't got a clue out there. I haven't got a clue how this is going to sound. Has it finished the coffee, do you think? <laughs> I think he's reffing back up in a minute. What do you reckon, Paul Forrest? Well, it's all a great advert. This is all a great advert for the Rogue Around Cafe because <laughs> coffee is available and you can hear it yeah, made. I can um, smell it. Obviously don't, obviously, don't just pour hot water on there. Yeah. Some coffee. Just don't, make another, just don't make another one. <laughs> the um, is here at the Rogue Around yeah. Cafe. Yeah. Just don't make another one while you're here. That's, that's my advice. Well, here it is in a, in a don't oh, drop it. Spilling it on me as well. Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. Don't just drop in a lovely Rotorand Cafe mug as well. I'm sure they're available to purchase here, other man. They are. They are. Perfect for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and we still open 9 9.30 till 5.30 every day. Mm. Are you here the whole time? Well, no, because then that would, that would affect trade if I was yeah. here. <laughs> People don't want to see me. Right, we've got well off track here, haven't we? We talked about a game. We're talking about football, aren't we? Um, yeah, I was just saying. I, I, I wouldn't say we played badly. I would say you know people were comparing it to start the season, and I yeah. think we're a lot more functional in this game than we were in that game. And I wouldn't say there was like individuals where I thought Gooch had a poor game. But aside from that, I wouldn't say anybody else in particular had a poor I game Baldwin individually. Was terrible. Yeah, Baldwin didn't have a, his distribution was terrible. diabolical. Give the ball away every time. Uh, I thought Oviedo was um, a bad patch. Yeah, I thought Oviedo was, Oviedo was really good at left back. I thought he did really well to come in late, and I mean he should be good, shouldn't he? Do you think Baldwin's missing Flanagan? I just think get a poor game. They've got. I, did, I just I'm prepared. I don't want to make a massive deal of it because you know he's he's. Got you know he's, he's generally had quite a good season. I think Jack Baldwin. Everybody is entitled to have a bad game. I think, and hopefully it was just his this week. I, I, I'm not sure. Like I've said, like his the way he played bad was what he did on the ball rather than rather mm. than other stuff. So I'm not sure Baldwin. You, you could credit that with Baldwin not being the, the team. The, the he, just he just literally gave <coughs> the ball away every time. The only had. thing I don't like about the when Oviedo and Matthews play are obviously both good players, but. I just feel as if the the, the defence is too soft because you've got two full-backs who ultimately can't really defend or the main thing isn't defending. It's it's like pushing forward. So I thought the balance of the defence and also with Leuven's, he'd like he's going to need five or six games to like get a run in the sides to, to like not be rusty. Mm-hmm. Every time he gets back up, he's like holding his calf or holding his hamstring. He you reads know. the game well, though, doesn't he? Oh, he does, but he's just like, so do I, mm-hmm. but I'm, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm as slow as him. It, it puts... I thought the 17 for them um, was decent. No, he, he was on loan you from Watford. You can tell we're League One, can't you? We're just like uh, talking about the opposition <laughs> players. Like, they're number 17. Yeah. They're number three. Well, at least you well, remember, remember the know number. Who all these players yeah. are. He had a name that I can't pronounce um, at the moment. I could have had it in front of me. Um, but he, we could all he Google looked, it really quickly. He looked um, pretty handy. Um, but <clears throat> I thought, like, you know, yeah, there was people say a let off at the end because of the mistake from Matthews. Mm. But... They, he was called we, Jack, 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 Jack Carroll. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was quite good. <laughs> yeah, I understand <laughs> now. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he. I thought we were the most dominant team in the game, and we could have won four in that game. Well, we deserved to win. I just oh, didn't. I know. I'm just saying. I'm saying people were saying we didn't play well, but we could have won. We could have. We could have. We could have won that game four-one, and people wouldn't have gone. Oh, we didn't deserve to win four-one. I also felt as if, like, when we scored the second goal, they kind of like shocked us into getting our horses in the gear, yeah. and then we scored at a good times before half time. And then, obviously, Magic does what Magic does, despite mm. the look that sits behind me, who thinks <laughs> think it's crap. There are a few of them um, about still on. Well, yeah, there was somebody yeah, on yeah, the yeah, internet yeah, yeah. yesterday. <laughs> with like, luckily, the bloke yeah. that sits by me isn't racist; he just doesn't like them. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like 
I always love it when Madger scores at home because then I can just turn around and go, where's that man that keeps slagging <laughs> Josh Madger off? And then I just look at him and he just looks at his shoes in a kind of like, you know, non-confrontational I, I, I find way. it bizarre, this criticism that he doesn't hold the ball up properly, he doesn't get stuck in. I was doing a bit of research and like Kevin Kyle, who have had the Peacock and Chris Brown are quite highly thought of. I don't know if it's just because time's passed, but I think they got 12 goals... I think Kyle got 12 goals in 63 and Kyle Brown got, got about 15, 16 yeah and Brown got about 14 and Madge is on 12 <clears> for the season and he's yeah. 22 and he's had a third of the appearances it's crazy yeah well, he's, just 19, he's, he's 19 he's 19 yeah. he's coming up 20 yeah he, he? Isn't, he isn't great at holding the ball up which is all that them two did they weren't finishers mm. but I do think that's Gabby Dini used to hold the ball up well no he used to just run a lot yeah he used to get, get behind the defenders yeah. didn't he but yeah. this, was like, this was leveled at Defoe as well if you remember Defoe didn't hold the ball but I think it's hard these days if you if you're like a lone striker, you either need to have the ball played in yeah. for you. If you like away from home, at times you think, well, why is he playing like Madger? Because there's there's so much creativity in midfield. Mm. Either play somebody up front with him, and there's like two tower blocks marking him, knocking him over every time he gets the ball, kicking him up the arse, and it's doing him no good. Mm. He's know, only scored. Play, played him on the floor, mm. or like get him to yeah. come off, or just you know. He's only scored three away from home this season of his goals, mm, apparently. That's an interesting stat. Um, I mean, like he seems to actually prefer putting Maguire in there, who's tiny, but he's obviously from Glasgow, so he's hard. Yeah. Um, ahead of Sinclair, which is quite interesting. So uh, I thought Sinclair had some decent he, games. He, he, oh, yeah, he, 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 he did. Maguire knows how to run. When he plays up front, he knows how to run to make, to, like, to, yeah. to drag the yeah. game out. Uh, he's he, good, he he's knows good to stretch the game. Yeah, he, he, knows. Actually likes, he actually likes the dirty bit yeah. Yeah, of the game, he, that is. Running the challenge, yeah. and just, and then. I don't know. He gets up there. I think Maguire will always get that bit more play, praise from Sullen fans because he tends to put a foot in more often. Whereas that not, that's not Madge's game. I don't think that we should criticise Madge with that too heavily. Ever. Just just let them just let him play his game. Yeah, if you get mm. the ball in the Madge's feet, he held it up really well at the weekend. I thought when they, when they got it into his feet, and he he does the thing about Madge. Why why Madge will be a top player? Um, obviously, as an expert football scout myself, um, why why he'll be a top player is so people talk about the modern game and what what the requirements modern game, and people talk about pace and say if you're quick, then you know you, you ultimately probably play at a high level. Now you look at someone like Adama Traore at Wolves, who's scored one goal in 55 games, he's got two assists in 55 right? games, and how much has he gone for? It's because he's quick, so people go, he's quick. You notice him. You look at people like Yedlin, who's you know. Decent enough right back was here, but he's quick, so it gets him out of things. And Van Arnholt as well. Van Arnholt, but the thing about Madri, he's not quick, but it's it's more the other side of the game where people always say if you if if somebody would be good if they had an extra yard. Mm. The thing about Madri is he makes extra yard for himself. So even when he he's getting the he's getting more space on the ball in this division, and he will get more space on the ball in this league. But it's like when he receives a ball, he creates a yard. And then it's like the game stops for him and he's like in his own bubble and then he's like, right, what do I need to do in this situation to score? And it's like the game's just like ticking over it and he's like, like it's like the Matrix. It's like he's moving in his own space and it's like, that's why he can do all the, the you know, the step-overs, the rolls. To, and look at how many times he scored goals this season where yeah. he's put the defender he's up against on his backside and it's all because he's got the time. There was he's a goal got, Yeah, if you've got against time Wickham, on the ball, it, it shows... The, the goal quality. against Wickham, when the, the ball comes from the back post, the striker at this level probably lashes at that and he didn't. He had three or four bodies around him mm. and he stopped the ball and put it in the bottom corner, right in the bottom corner and that's why he'll be a top player because he's only going to get better at that. 
And if he's got that ability to roll that ball and turn a defender, he'd be doing that to players at the top level. And he took four men out of the game yeah. with, with that with that drag back on on Saturday. You know, one one was on his arse, the other one yeah. was out of position. The keeper had like moved, and he just put it in. And as soon as he got the ball and did that touch, I was like, Yeah, I was going to say, did anybody think he wasn't going to score? Oh, yeah, and and and, that, and that, that's as high praise you can give him, really. Look because at the goal, when, look, when he gets what, the what ball in, in the box Sorry. and he's got, he suddenly. Given himself a yard of space, you would think he's going to score. Look at the he's goal. Gonna, he's he, going to find he does, a corner. He does need to work on his on his heading though, because like we don't know, he's not. That, I mean, he's quite tall anyway, but we accept he's he's not great at holding it up. But then I don't think Quinny apparently wasn't at that age either. He was just very tall and well, gangly. But there's a couple of chances that he's missed, like point blank headers, where there's been no one on him against Barnsley and on Saturday as well, where he just needed to get them on target. But I think that'll come in time. In physical development of a human being, this is a Graham Taylor spoke about this with regards to Peter Crouch. I remember it years ago because people used to see Peter Crouch. Obviously, he's six foot mm. six, six foot seven. Even when he was young, people used to say, "Well, you should be able to head the ball." But it's actually, the opposite because it takes long. It's the the longest the development. It's the longest development of physicality of the that the muscles in that area of the body to develop. So that's why you probably you know it's an anatomical thing. It'll take time for him to, to build that ability but at the moment he's probably you know we've talked about it before about people focusing on the things you can't do and I think that's what happens when you're winning mm. when, when you're losing people moan about the fact you're not winning they're winning people find things to moan about and at the moment it seems to be one of them Josh Madger and all the things that you can't do but you've just got to step back and go well he's 19 and if we were in the Premier League and he was on loan at like League One and he was scored 13 goals this season. The same people who were slagging him off would be going, get him back in, recall mm. him, get yeah, him in the yeah, team. Yeah. Um, in previous seasons, where it, it, struggled. It's, it's a minority. It's a very, very small amount of people. I think it's it's just noticeable because it's so surprising. I mm. think because when somebody says it, you're like, really? But it's not. Oh, you know, people who sit around me, I, I can hear it maybe four rows back the odd time. That's it. People who are sitting right next to me aren't saying these things, and yeah. I, I think it is a very, very small minority. It'll be interesting to see what happens when we've got like four fit strikers, though, which we're kind of coming on to. Mm-hmm. I thought Watmore's hold up play, by the way, was excellent when he came on. He held mm. the ball really well. Um, he's got that game intelligence that oh, belongs he, in a yeah, higher yeah. division, doesn't he? He, he looks great. So does Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soon, hopefully. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's coming back, is going to be massive. I mean, how good is he going to be? I mean, imagine if somebody has said this before. Portsmouth signed Duncan Watmore in January from another club. He'd be yeah. going bloody yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like how he doesn't look too phased or or too cautious by the injury. I think you can you can have two big injuries and you can come back and mentally you can be a little bit wary. But he's just jumped straight back into it, hasn't he? Got I think as well. Time, the, he, yeah, the time. way they've handled it. I think the first time he had like he didn't have any. He had a little bit of pain still, and they oh, thought yeah. he had to go through that. But we this time back against Bolton, didn't we? No, yeah, he, pressed, he came on against Preston. Yeah. Absolutely, but I think even like post up, he said that he he felt little bits of pain and, and niggles and stuff. But you you can get that from that. But he hasn't had any, any of that this time. And also, he could have been playing like at least a month ago. Yeah, but, well, they've, but they've really kind of like Jack was said when he did out. the live show with us mm. when he came on our live podcast. And when was when was that? October, October early October was it? Uh, very early October. Early October. I mean, done the same he he said then we they? he said yeah. then we we could have him back in now, but I don't want to because we don't. I don't want to rush that's, that's a product of winning though as well isn't it because yeah, there's, no, there's no yeah, pressure, to, pressure. To bring last back, season which is nice. Simon Grayson didn't have that option did he? <laughs> but in the, in the same way we have been short of like players up front more than any other position just because like White and Watmore mm-hmm. have been out and I, I just kind of get the feeling that he doesn't fancy Sinclair and it makes me wonder whether 
he might like whether that loan might end in the window mm. just to kind of like tweak the wage bill. I think with Sinclair, there's always a danger this would happen when it's not your player mm. because Jack Ross might think was he one of our academy graduates and one of our players? He'd probably think I've got a duty of care yeah. to try and to try and play him more and try and develop him as a player. But then you think, well. Do we need to put all that extra work into the training ground to try and develop this player and make him better for the team when it could take the rest of the season to do that and he's not going to be here next season? Mm. So I just think with, with Sinclair, it's absolutely a confidence issue and he's been good in games for us this season. He's played really well. Um, he's, I thought he was man in the match against Shrewsbury when we won that game. Um, played really well at Doncaster in away games, holding the ball up. What I would say about Sinclair is comparing what other teams have got available and then think if you came up against him when he was doing all right, you'd go away probably thinking, oh, their number seventeen was pretty good. And I you, just think it's would. the one thing that we're, that we're lacking, like power, you know. And he would really help out, like offensively and defensively on set pieces. You know, we're mm. like we're crying out for someone who's just <clears throat> yeah. got like you know. The, I mean, the two centre halves have been playing have been playing really well, but they're both skinny, you know. So yeah. they get knocked off the ball on the set pieces, and then like this. I mean, we're a team of, of tiny players, yeah. really. I, th- I think Sinclair's been a little bit unlucky as well, because if you cast your mind back to the very first game of the season, Charlton, he was really mm. good. Yeah, he he gets injured, and suddenly everyone's kind of, oh, we can't necessarily rely on Madger, this could be a real shame. Yeah. Turns out Madger's done all right, and then Sinclair's kind of come in and had to deal with him. His poor form has sort of come from nowhere for me, though. I just think it's quite, it has to be confident. It's confident, that's what I'm saying, and it, it, it sort of coming to a head in the... One of Czech, the Czech trade no, was the Warsaw trophy game. Cup was it, game. No, the one before that, the Czech trade. Oh, the way well. he scored the pen. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he, he just we were like, he's just got no confidence. And at the time, I was a bit surprised by that because I was thinking he's been okay the games he's played. And then, as you as you mentioned now, then the Warsaw game after that, he was even worse. And it's it, probably it seemed like it's confidence. He's probably thinking this is this is my last, not my last chance, but a r- real good chance to to prove myself and he's not doing it and then he's probably putting pressure on himself and then he's got Watmore coming back and White coming back yeah, and just scoring like, so he's thinking every every touch of the ball I take in any game league is one as well isn't it yeah. you know you start you start off in the, in, yeah, like, in the Premier League pool in the Premier League mm. I mean the other thing is that goal against Peterborough I believe was the first goal that he scored from like open play in his career like as a striker yeah. <clears throat> which is like a damning stat for any forward Shades but I, I do realise that like in modern day Sort of football, Shades the position that he plays. Yeah. Well, yeah, because of, well, if you think about, do you think I'm, we'll be able to swap them for Defoe <laughs> and <laughs> Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I spoke earlier about kind of his mental strength, but at least he had kind of the balls to grab that penalty yeah. in the checker trade. And he, yeah. he put it away. So I, I really do think there's something there. But whether Jack Ross wants to get rid of it's him, the fact he's not over well, yeah. it's, it's the fact he's not over It'd just be interesting because he, he probably, be he probably will be on a decent wage. Will not be paying all of it. And because of the way the wage bill is, I just I just think if Wyke comes back mm. and looks like firing and what more, then he might kind of like if he wants to bring in a centre half, which he he needs to, um, then if Catamol and you know I think if Oviedo goes, it'll solve the whole problem of yeah. of the of the wage structure, and he probably will. But I think people thought he would in the summer as well, and he did. It's funny it with him because he's he's he had a little bit of a dip after that Peterborough incident, and then he seems to have. He's played quite well when he's played recently, and it reminds you, like now because obviously James is injured. If you've got Oviedo to come in, you're not worried at all, are you? No. You know he's been he's, he's he's a good player, and then I still think right backs an area we need to strengthen. Um, but if we sign if we sign a big strong centre half, 
then Flanagan, Flanagan would play would there, there. Yeah. like his cover for Matthews. Um, I think that's the way that they're looking at it. I think it's it's telling of the the strategy in January, the fact that James has been blooded so early throughout this period of games, and he's been the one to play at left back. I think that's it's telling that the, ideally that they would like rid of Oviedo to I get him off the Hume books. eventually as well. Yeah, yeah. Hume's coming. I back. think Hume's yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. arguably the best of the three in like long term. But when they signed James, they didn't know whether he was going to be fully fit. That was the risk mm. with him. Um, I think Oviedo might get a move to the Premier League in January mm. because it's the time when teams panic mm. and all those teams down near the bottom have money to spend because they're all a Premier League club have money yeah. to spend and they think he's an international. He is trying to test it in the Premier League. He was one of the few, really, who when we got relegated under Moyes, who played okay, actually. Well, I've just come back from visiting my dad in Wales and we went to, um, he's a Cardiff fan, we went to Cardiff Southampton and to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Sunderland games. It was it was a poor Premier League game, but Oviedo probably wouldn't have looked out of place no. at either of those teams at left-back. I think what happened with Oviedo over the summer was that all the offers that came in from were from foreign clubs yeah. and he wanted to stay in the UK working for five years so he could get his passport, which was November. Brexit so like, all Now that. he's got his passport, <laughs> he can move back to England, which most people would want to move from England. But anyway... Um, <laughs> So I think even if European offers come in, <clears throat> he can leave the country and and he's. Pl- but I don't I don't think he was very forthcoming with that information. He just kept knocking back deals, and then after the window closed, he came out and said that, and it was just like, well, okay. Hmm. Um, and they probably they probably wouldn't have signed. Maybe it's James if they knew he was going to stay. They might you know let th- 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 three did, left. Though. We had three left backs and two forwards. You know. You know it's a good job we we did probably sign him because we would have been struggling because we've had. Injuries in the foot, both full-back areas. Yeah, I suppose Baldwin probably could have played there. We've got like a, a lot of centre-halves. But I know mm-hmm. it's, it is good to have like a, a proper left-back, although we didn't actually have one for about five years, <laughs> did we, during the Danny Collins <laughs> sort of... It was this like, like we'll just not bother signing yeah. Barth Barnsley playing left-back for a while. He did, yeah. Yeah, he did. Got player of the season playing left-back, didn't he? Must have been something So did like Danny Collins. Birth, yeah, yeah. Like play, 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 play out of position at left back yeah. and he'll win players. Well, it's because we don't, we don't have a left back so then you put anybody there and you're like oh yeah we'll R- Richardson was a left back for a while Kieran Richardson that's right oh, we had Higginbotham as well didn't we play left back too here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Did Alan Hutton play on the left for us as well, occasionally? He probably did. 
somebody out there. He probably wasn't there. ever there because he was so interested in pushing forward. Yeah. Can you remember then. that time when people were just debating the idea of putting Kenwin Jones at centre back? Do you remember no. that? <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that. that was he was class in the end defending corners yeah. and the near post. Nothing ever got past him. I think him, he played there when he was at like Sheffield Wednesday or something like that. Or was he at Stoke before he, he was at Stoke? Stoke afterwards. He was at both. I think he was before and after. I think he had a loan at Stoke and I'm sure he played centre back and he was like. All the Dars wanted him to play at centre back. <laughs> I don't know what it is about. Like, let's put left back at left wing, centre back, centre forward at centre half. So when Stuart Pearce brought uh, David James on to play up front when he had a yeah, six million quid strike on the bench. Less said about that, <laughs> the better really. Um, it's the kind of thing that we would do probably. I don't know about that. Uh, one person who does Ned Manure up front. Remember that, Steve Bruce? Yeah, yeah. What game was that again? Villa. We were losing yeah, two 0 He scored a peach against Chelsea. He though, did, didn't he? yeah. <laughs> but he stuck Nedim Manure up front. One person who does play at different positions for us, but it's generally across the midfield, is George Honeyman. Mm. Oh, um, he's outstanding, wasn't he, at the weekend? I, I don't think I've seen him play better for Sunderland than that. Mm. At the did weekend. you? Yeah. I think I, he's going through, through a good. I think that was his. I think that was his best performance for Sunderland on, on Saturday. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I think he he's he started to. Not get hold of the game creatively, but get hold of it kind of in the way Catamull used to. I know he was a big Catamull fan growing up, but I think he he starts putting his foot in and he starts yeah. kind of driving everybody on in a quite a clever way. And I think he's come out of this Netflix documentary very well because he's visibly upset when uh when spoilers when yeah. The, yeah when the nails in the coffin. Well, well, like, he's I a fan, isn't he? Lot. You know, well, yeah, exactly. His mum doesn't make him any tea if we lose. <laughs> I mean, he, I, I mean, he was—he's a good. He's, you know, he'd he's have a, to come to the rock around Kafra's too. He, he, he speaks oh, really, he speaks he really was, well, doesn't he? Like he glided across the pitch. I thought, and in, in, in at times when we, our shape was a little bit all over the place, he just give us that time on the ball just to regain our, our shape. I think what he's picked up as well is like the way he's <clears throat> instead of just diving in, he, he waits for someone to kind of have a bad touch and miscontrol, and his little interceptions and the way he comes away with the mm. ball. That seems to be like a main thing of his game. There was a few. There was a few matches. I think when Catamol's been like unavailable recently with his foot injury, that like Honeyman's kind of like grabbed that mantle and thought, "Yeah, someone needs to step up here, and I'm and I'm the captain." Mm. It was interesting that the midfield setup looked a little different, didn't it? So the, the little trio with Honeyman, Catamol, and Power. It, it seemed a bit different to me. I don't think Catamol and Power work that well because I think between the two of them. They're sort of <clears throat> neither of them have got a great touch, but the more I watch power at the minute, he's still hesitant to like go in for mm-hmm. a tackle, and he's in his range of passing. And his first touch isn't. It's probably an explanation as maybe is why Wigan like let no, him I go. His, I think his range of passing is really good. I think sometimes he maybe tries that long one a bit too often. Yeah, yeah. It's Hollywood ball. Yeah, um, but I think that's probably what he's guilty of. But his use of the ball, I think, is excellent. Um, I think he's, uh, he's desperate to kind of desperate to do well at the moment after his uh, after his problems. Upset Martin he's Martin's away. taken off Martin somewhere. He's, I think he's getting spooked. There's some sort of noise in the background. He's got to check it out. The haunted yeah. coffee machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it, like I thought Catamore as well after his um, you know performance where he came back and got the rust off against Walsall in the cup. I thought he was excellent again. It was good, Catamore. Yeah. In, I you know him, Honeyman. I thought Power was good. That's what I was saying. I thought like even though people were saying we didn't play well, I thought there was few really notably bad individual performances I think Gooch is probably one who recently hasn't been as good as he had at the start of the season I think Gooch's problem is that he just he's just too ball greedy he does like a good thing and then he just runs into three players instead of doing that trick and then laying it off because let's face it we've got the most creative midfield we've had for ages and even McGeady who's 
probably one of the most bore greedy players ever. He's <laughs> he's like looking to bring other people into the game. But <clears throat> although I said that at Walsall away, I was shouting at um, Gooch to, yes, to pass, <laughs> and he scored the equaliser. Well, he, had so. a, he's, he's, he had a poor game in that one as well. I he's done all right this season, Gucho. Because I'm just looking at my phone now. I've got these statistics handy because wow. I'm so unprepared. But he's got five goals and seven assists in, in League One. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad return. It's not. Yeah. We, 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 we are creating chances and scoring goals. I, I think the he's problem with Gooch of the weekend was, like I say, he got snuffed out and he doesn't have a, he doesn't mm. have a response. McGeady is intelligent enough, and yeah, McGeady is a seasoned pro and international. I think it must so be you, hard you can't, to play. You can't expect Gooch to sort mm. of have that sort of game intelligence yet. But McGeady managed to. He found an answer. He, he when he he was crowded out, he started dropping deeper. Then mm. he started dropping deeper for it. And when he got the ball, he would come back and look for an inside pass. And Gooch does it. He struggled a little bit with it. Um, he's, he's quite one-dimensional in the way he runs. I felt, I felt it was on the first half. We were very potent on the left hand side, and then on the the right was, yeah. It felt as though Gooch was. I thought he was actually coming. He was coming inside all the time and sitting in spaces, and I thought, why don't you just stay out there? Yeah, you haven't tried that yet. I think you, a lot of the time when they get frustrated, they kind of think in their own heads, "I'm I'm better than this league. I'm capable of like beating two or three players instead of just thinking, well, look at all these players round us. Yeah. Let's just get the ball moving. Yeah, you, you exactly. can't you can't run faster than yeah. you can move the ball, mm. and then it's you've all, got so many players that you can make the make yourself available. It's to, like you know? he's over eager to yeah. to have an impact yeah. and be be seen as one of our important players. Where in fact, we would think that if he if he released the ball a little bit yeah. quicker and stuff like that. I mean, and the thing is, with Maguire on the bench at the weekend, what more coming back? Yeah, there's more competition for places than yeah. ever in that in those positions, which is they'll all play as well because we've seen, you know, who's the best team. Well, we've had to make multiple changes for a variety of reasons this season. It hasn't mm. affected the results of the the games, um, so they'll all play a part. Yeah, exactly. I suppose we'll pick up other injuries and suspensions yeah, we as well, but. It's good, it's good to see all these players coming back and you know the likes of well just some of the players that have been on the bench recently you think well it's it, sh- it shows the strength and depth I thought the um, McGeady's ball for, for Madge's winner I just thought was absolutely super yeah. he took four players out of the game it was extraordinary vision I mean Madge still had it all to do with the finishes we discussed earlier but I thought like in League One where are you going to find it didn't vision, vision like John you know when yeah. sort of it I wasn't mean, you, like the, an opening was it, it was you, like, you've got like left and right and that's where you're probably thinking the ball should go either down the right wing or, or left a bit and he's just gone straight through the Ivan mm-hmm. really that's, that's, that's testament as well to Magic because he knows he can play the ball at that yeah. pace into yeah. his feet and he knows he's going to yeah. get it done yeah, 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 and, and like, if you look like, at some of the goals that he scored like away at Luton the, the, the goal against Peterborough that goal like they're from that side on that foot across the goal, yeah. and he's he's obviously comfortable in that position. So, so like, so like why central. why go central? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You don't need to go central with his back to the goal. He just needs to like peel off a bit, make himself yeah. available. Unless yeah. people are playing five at the back, yeah. you know, then only one centre half is going to go with him. If, yeah. if he doesn't, then there's going to be the space the other side of him mm. that you can lay it off. Yeah. And he's so good at getting it out of his feet for the shot as well. And he doesn't lash it. He just he places it nicely. Yeah. Well, they would try to crowd him out, as we said, and, and McGeady spotted that. And he's obviously got a half a second. I think there's a chance of giving the ball in the box yeah. here because before that we couldn't mm. we couldn't give him the ball in the box because the way they were defending to be fair to them. So it's you know it's McGeady's quality yeah. where he can do yeah, that. Yeah. Another example, I think, at the weekend of playing a team where again we're up against that. You know, people play like they're playing, you know, Man United or something like that. Mm. You know, when they're playing us at the moment, that's what it feels like. 
Um, everyone, you know, they always bring 11, 1200 fans, you know, the away fans, and it's like the day out in it. And we've got to contend with that. Um, that you know, people coming to a playing us with an extra 10, 15%, probably a level above where they're used to playing. Haven't really seen many teams crumble um, under pressure. I would say it's Sunderland mate, this season, maybe it's definitely Scunthorpe and um, possibly Rochdale. Um, that's about it, really. Most teams seem to come and handle the handle it really well. I use it as a motivating factor. Um, I just thought need that to avoid off. like conceding an early goal, which we didn't understand. But then you know, up until this season, um, I think we'd only come from behind at home to win about four or five times in the last eight years so we've done it plenty of times this season I don't know what to see it. it's League One and yeah. all that but still to the man who start winning we saw under, when we got promoted to Roy Keane we saw we got into the Premier League and after that horrendous season the 15 point season first game of the season beat Tottenham 1-0 and it's like an exorcism it's like you, and it was a bit like that really for the mm. even though it's, we've gone down a diff, we've gone down a division rather than up it was a bit like that for the for the Gooch goal at Charlton and I think mm. they carried that on and the, it's all about that momentum and you know if we can go up you know being cautious saying if because truly believe we will get promoted this season I mean look at it now two points with two games in hand on the two teams above us we've got the best goal difference yeah you and wouldn't we, swap like I don't think anyone no. would swap with us but not I, the best I touches think. in the box though not that well that's the thing that's what it's all about it's, 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 at the end of the box. season is that what counts yeah, for winning you, know, you, right. get, you get bonus points I think for that <laughs> yeah. ah, right, so if, if you've so. got more XG then you usurp the table above you yeah, and I yeah. think it doesn't matter Jack Ross is doing it all wrong yeah he's uh, I, I, I came up with a theory the other night why XG it makes no sense but I can't remember what it was so you know I'll try and articulate it one day maybe because there was a, no, there was a lo- logical thing that it's actually count, it, it's counterintuitive because it, it it doesn't take into account how clinical a player is or how good a player is in in some respects. Well, that's a, that's the thing with stats. We've said this before, haven't we? I, could, I had a more, It was more in depth. There's a more in depth <laughs> example, but I can't remember what it's, it was. That's the thing with any stat is that should it can, it down, it can paint it? a picture, but it can't paint the full narrative. Yeah, that's all. Um, a stat should be used for to give you yeah, an indication yeah. of how well a team's playing. But well, I think you know a lot yeah. of people rely on it. It's, it's mainly bookmakers, isn't it? Who rely on that stat, statistic. So you know that that. that there's people who haven't seen the games who are looking at pieces of paper and going this is how we're going to extrapolate odds based on the information presented because they're not going to have scouts or spotters going to games they're just going to look at the sheet paper we go yeah. this this and this here's the odds it's a mathematical equation based on the information presented we all know that football doesn't work like that so it stems from money ball and baseball but there's yeah. too many variables in football yeah, for there, that system yeah, there to work. is it's, it's it, you know baseball's a static game you know mm. it's many moving variables in football but anyway we've probably gone over the I think it's probably rubbish. Americans are obsessed with stats and that just seems to become part of well the games are stats based on the apart, mm. apart from hockey which is you know a, a very free moving quick game you know you got in, in basketball the two, I guess, the two main sports are baseball and then NFL, aren't they? So, yeah, uh, the the games are static a lot of the time. So, you know, American football it lasts, it takes an hour to play, but well, it takes four hours to play an hour game. Um, <clears throat> so I guess you've got to talk about something in the gaps, haven't you? Mm. Just like we're doing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not why I saw the conversation going. I've never, yeah, never done. Yeah, if you're an XG, just get out. Basically, <laughs> get a life. 
watch the match. How concerned are we finally uh, on the the keeper situation? Then very, very. Well, I think Jack Ross only said it was a back spasm, yeah. precautionary. But I think Lockland's just been super. I think he's been our mm. best side in the season. In all honesty, I think some of the saves he's made at big moments in games. Of um, and it's just nice to <laughs> after the shit show we endured last year to have like Mr. Dependable now he doesn't put a foot wrong and yeah. he, he releases the ball really really well I think he it's does. an underrated part of his game if we have yeah like that great goal was... scored against Peterborough mm. with like Maguire's touch that everyone was like getting excited about the pass from the keeper yeah, was yeah. like equally as good but I think like it was a bit of a neg- obviously a negative that he had to go out and off on Saturday but then at the same time it was kind of quite good that Reuter came on because if we do you know, if he does get injured or suspended or something, yeah. and he's called upon, at least he's been involved. He's mm. back in the way. I mean, obviously, the only problem is is that Reuters on probably about three times the wages that McLaughlin's on, and then because he's under the situation that we signed him, it would be good to get rid of him this like this Christmas, and then bring a keeper in who's like a proper understudy, yeah. or or bring the boy back from from Eastley. I think that's what happened. He's done quite well, apparently. You. I mean, I think that's what, I think that's what they, they want to do. I saw a mad video of uh, Eastley chasing an extra time winner and Strajek was like on the left wing with the ball, like <laughs> playing out from the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's battering in crosses and stuff. It was. Uh, I think they're still lost, but it's quite good. He's always been quite actually. highly rated. Mm. You know, it, it just make you wonder last year, you were thinking, well... Like, can he be how, how bad can he be you know, if he can catch the ball give him a game because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the other three can't yeah I think uh, McLaughlin it's you know it's in the past now but you do feel as though we weren't actually that far from staying up last season like when you watching that, that documentary it, that's documentary yeah and we weren't <laughs> that far away like we that I mean I know it's not featured in it but you know the Norwich game for example was just like Mm. We were out. I think I'm sure we were out of the bottom three when we were it winning was, that yeah, game. Yeah, the, the ones at the end of the season were the most irritating. Yeah, and like the Leeds game, away and stuff. Yeah. You were kind of like, we've got to win today, and if we don't, we'll definitely be down. And then they went, and, then they did the thing at Derby, and then it was like, actually, we keep on getting these opportunities to escape. And, and the other teams just kept presenting. I think yeah. Colman yeah. said, like, nobody's putting us away. We're still, we're yeah. still there. It was he, unbelievable. He was right. it makes it all the worse, really, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I think we would if you had McLaughlin goal last season. I think we would have stayed up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and, and you know because you wouldn't have lost as many games at the start of the season, and I think there would have been. I think that obviously you don't lose the confidence grows and grows, and they wouldn't have been as mentally damaged. I think, and that was a big part of last season. This season, they've managed to clear all that baggage away, and now to complete and a weekend again is another example of how it's the complete opposite of, of where we were mm-hmm. because we've gone behind and we've won the game and it's a game people won't talk about the game after you know we you're sitting here talking about it now but we won't be talking about it at the end of the season but it's you know three points and how many times have you know you, you play teams like like where we've played like Man United or Arsenal or Chelsea or whatever in the Premier League and done okay in the game and they haven't played well and we've either drawn or lost mm-hmm. it say you know, they win the league at the end of the season. They're so not bothered, are they? A game against City at the stadium, like when Kirchhoff played. Um, uh, yeah, we got beat 1-0. Yeah, yeah, and we played marvellous. Yeah. And then you sat there thinking, like, is this that fun? I, I love League One, I think it's great. I think it's marvellous. Oh, well, to be fair, that Man City game was where everyone thought, actually, we, if we weren't so far behind, we might actually stay up here. And then we did actually stay up. So. Mm-hmm. We did. And we're going up this season. 
Um, <laughs> Good. Quickly, we've obviously got a preview show on Thursday. Well, Frankie's off, so we're going to have to do we're it. We're going to have to do it, are we? Okay, right. I'll check my work calendar. Um, You're not that important. I don't shit. The 20th of December? What are you going to be doing on the... the it's got kids it's closed. No, the college is closed. What's, not, what's closed? Well, there's no kids there or anything, are there? Is this part of the podcast now, this <laughs> argument? <laughs> Well, that's what the, the schools, list, that's schools what the and colleges like. Schools and colleges haven't broke again. Up, I think you'll find. Um, <laughs> we're playing Portsmouth Saturday, so we, we won't go into it too much. But this is the <clears> real, real test for us. This isn't it. Um, Beat them. We've got two games in hand. Mm. That might be. You know, it was weird when you were talking about Mansfield at the start and that game where you think, right, this is that was the one that did it. This could be the one that did it. And, and Portsmouth. If it was the other way around, you look at their results. The home form has been nowhere near as good as the away form. They're unbeaten away from home, Portsmouth. Um, they've lost to the Drew at Barnsley, so they're not beating them. They've lost to Charlton, who are in good form at the moment, but neither top. So they'll be coming in the game thinking, well, we've got one point from six. And they'll be thinking, well, can we can we do the job against... I know mm. they beat Peterborough early in the season, but they will be thinking, can we do the job against... Uh, the better teams in the league they'll be I mean they got bit off Gillingham at home and I, I said season defining on Twitter and I, somebody rightly pointed out that you don't really get season defining games in December and I understand that but well, just, just at the end of the season if we go and we win this one you can but it just, it just feels like one of those kind of really really important games that you will look back on and I, I really think we do I think it's because we've got Shrew- Bradford and Shrewsbury mm. to come um, in Blackpool after you know how long can Luton go on? You know, do, like, I'm not fair, worried about Luton, to be honest with you. But I mean, the home form's outstanding. They score a lot of goals. But I mean, that looks at our point now, earlier in the season, we should have won that good. game. Yeah, yeah, we should have. I mean, I guess they were just starting off. But would both managers settle for a draw now on Saturday in the Portsmouth game? Because it's like, it's one of those ones where if, if you if you lose, you know, like if we win mm. it, <clears throat> we'd be in a really strong position and Portsmouth could like, the, the, they've had three tough games in a row. But funny enough, I think we've played our best football against the better the teams, better teams. Yeah. Barnsley, Peterborough. You know, until yeah. Oviedo got sent off. Made a statement against Barnsley. I, th- I, I think if off. we, mm. I think if we get an early goal on Saturday, we could smash them. Yeah, I'm I not mean, saying we're going to win, but I'm just saying if we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, one statement that would be, and would be what, two points behind with two games in hand. Um, yeah, and I think people then would. Was saying it was getting a bit annoyed about people not giving Sunderland the credit they deserve and talking about a lot and like framing a lot of conversations around Sunderland negatively. It's Josh Madger, will he stay? Josh Madger, well, all he does is score goals. You know, Sunderland haven't played well, but they've it's won a terrible the game. thing for a striker just to do that, isn't it? It's awful. But all the, all the conversations seem to be framed so negatively, and you know, oh, well, conceding first. It's like, well, We've lost one game all season. We've got two yeah. games in hand. We're five points off the top. We've got the best goal difference in the league. What are you moaning about? And we're, in, we're all enjoying football again. Exactly. Which, which is a novelty in the past exactly. like 10 years. Exactly. Enjoying football again. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about that Portsmouth game in more detail. Uh, is there stuff on the website people are going to listen to? Loads of that stuff that they have now on the internet. Um the full well seventy three thing, Google. yeah. Full well seventy three pods still there. The Crosby pods, yeah. into them. The Smith pods. If you haven't listened to them, Dennis Smith pods. We're going to talk about the thing that we're putting here. We're keeping that. We're keeping that on the down low. Teasers on the what? Sorry. On the on the down low. No. Stop what? rocking any chair. We're going to talk, we're going to mention that we've sorted out the next thing. 
Or is that too far away yet? Or, or keeping that under our hats until later? Um, yeah, just keep it. Keep it. Mm-hmm. Keep it. <laughs> Basically, we're going to put Stephen um, in one of those um, zorbs and put him in the sea. Hill. No, no, put him in the sea. In the sea. And he's going to do a podcast from within it. It's going to be really good. Um, Why is Paul, he's going to like be in a, like, um, like a windsurf thing. A windsurf, what's it called? A windsurf? Windboard. A windsurf board. Windsurfing board. And he's going to like go alongside the Zorb and like push him into the North Sea. It's going to be really that? good. I don't know. I don't know. Just, he's, he's I've just made it up. That's what we've got planned for next year. Yeah. Um, but those of you who are still listening, <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll be back on Thursday. the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market